Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 132, although I think this is my personal 100th episode. I'm not entirely sure. I think I've kind of lost count and I've drunk an awful lot of wine since we started. We did start in a lockdown. Anyway, this week we are going to be talking about the last two episodes of Picard and the, the last two episodes of The Mandalorian. We've got a lot to catch up with. We've got another Star Trek sodium story. We have a Fantastic Five that is all about assholes, Not the ones you think, the other ones. But, you know, that seems like a good enough note to say, let's go into the arsehole. Sorry, let's go into the podcast. was a picture <laughs> you were dying to say that weren't you like you'd planned no, you'd, plan, you'd planned it you'd planned it you were dying to say I, it like i could see i, I could see i could see the glee on your face when you I, got to say I, it honestly i was not i, I it, it was something literally about five seconds before i said it decided to say it oh i hate myself a little bit though now why why, why is this the moment you've decided to hate yourself a wee bit? Like, well, no, this, it, it, that, that wasn't the it, definitive It took you a hundred episodes to, uh, to, to finally realize... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've known since birth. Okay, cool, good. As long as you're aware. As long as, as, long as you're aware. I've known. <laughs> so oh, harsh. God. So oh, harsh. Dear, dear. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been... Uh, it's been, it's been, you know, nothing's really going on. Okay. Uh, I think literally the most exciting thing, because we're, we're not talking about this uh, mm. in terms of TV, yeah. Uh, because I don't think you've either you've neither played it nor watched the series. Yeah, Last of Us. Uh, the Last of Us. Yeah. So uh, I've been watching the series, but on on a fun note, I've been playing along mm-hmm. the game pretty much in sync with the series. Right. So have you been stopping uh, when you get to the end of the episode, like? Kind of, yeah, but it's it's sort of so so the way it worked was I started the series first mm. and I watched the first three episodes because everyone was talking about that third episode, mm-hmm. so I had to make sure that I I, I, I didn't want to be left out. Mm. I didn't want to be out of the conversation. So I watched up to the third episode and then thought, I should probably play this. And I've got a great viewer on Twitch who one gave me uh God of War Ragnarok because mm. he, he he has Sony connections. And then said, have you never played Last of Us? Here you go, have a code. So gave me the code for The Last of Us. So I was like, okay, well, I may as well play it uh, on stream. And yeah, what would happen is I'd watch the episode first. And then when I got to that point in the game, I would stop and then be able to watch the next episode. And it, it, it's really good. And what I will say is this. I would consider it, and this is going to sound weird, to be the first video game live action adaptation. Because every other one that goes under that, and I'm doing air quotes, mm, adaptation. Yeah, a great thing to do on a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a, a visual metaphor, yeah. but yeah. But, um, but, but, but with, with most video game air quotes adaptation, they're not adaptations, no. they're reimaginings. Yeah. Because they change the story. It's, it's kind of the same characters. It's kind of like a, a multiverse sort of thing. This is an adaptation of the story. Yeah. Like, there's... 
there's some changes, like some, but otherwise it's beat for beat, like virtually the same dialogue for a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. Little extra bits thrown in, but this should be the template for game adaptations going forward because it, it, it's made for people... It's made for people who want to see the story in live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't assume that everyone's played the game, so there's no point in changing the story just to change it for the sake of changing it. It's like, oh, well, some people will know how it goes. Who cares? They want to see that adaptation. (laughs) And if the other people that haven't played the game enjoy the story, then everyone's a winner. Yeah. Stop trying to change things that don't need changing. So, yeah, highly recommend uh, both playing and uh, watching The Last of Us. It's, it's, been, it's been a joy. That's really all that's been going on in my life otherwise. To be fair, both of those things are on my list, so they will happen yeah. eventually. They are. The, the, you'll have a great time. You'll have a great old time. Cool. So, uh, so, yeah. How are you? What have you been up to? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, you know, child, tired, the usual. <laughs> Your child is tired. No, I'm tired because of my child. Uh, <laughs> so that that that, that that's um, that's that, that's the usual thing. Um, also, new chair. I know it's, it's a weird thing to talk about on a uh, on an audio podcast, but look, you can see new chair. It's very different. That's that's how you know you're getting old. You get excited. About oh my a god! New oh chair. no no no, mate 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 <laughs> mate. I think I think last week I think last podcast we actually com- com- uh, complained about the chairs, didn't we? Um, yes, we did. We did. We complained about gaming chairs. Gaming chairs are a pile of garbage. Um, this chair, oh my god, it has lumbar support. Oh, oh, and it does actually lean back as well. Not as far as my gaming chair did. I can't have a sleep in it. But what's the point? Why would I want to sleep in my chair? But it does lean back, so I can actually sit straight up if I'm like on a like a, on a call that I need to be. St- presentable for or yeah. i can go all the way back ah just like that now i'm all the way back and then come all the way forward and it just catches in the right place and it's so so good so i'm like this has changed my life i'm like how do, how, how did i put up with a gaming chair for like three years <laughs> this this is what i should have had all along so yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm 40 <laughs> deal with it deal with it the excitement over furniture the excitement over a new um, vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. The excitement yep. over <laughs> yeah. There's there's terrible things. Do you know what? I got excited today because I tried out the rotisserie function on my air fryer today. Brilliant. There you go. You see. You see. See. We 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 got it going on, people. We got it going on. <sighs> <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we talk about the? Uh, it's, it, it. it's been a wee while. It's been a hot minute. It's been, it's been, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple so we've got of weeks. Two episodes of each show to talk about. Let's talk about Picard first of all. Picard, Can, like, Picard like, 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 like. This is like the movie I'd been waiting for. This is like yeah. the movie that I wish Nemesis had been. Like, <laughs> like, but this, 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 all of this feels like definitely the last hurrah. Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, like, genuinely, this is the end. This is the end. I, I can't imagine anything like it feels like there's definitely going to be a goodbye here like yeah a big goodbye it feels like they're 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 making sure they're going this should shut the internet up for a little bit yeah there's like (laughs) don't want and it's like literally everything that we have want like everything that people have spoken about it's just tying in like they've thrown every single easter egg every single race every single significant event of star trek 
and TNG and DS9 and Voyager. Yeah, and Voyager. Um, yeah, yeah. They've thrown it. The amount of they've thrown it against the wall to see, and everything's sticking. I mean, the amount of references to Captain uh, to Admiral Janeway just keeps getting mm-hmm. brought up. I mean, like for me, I'm like, come on, come on. She's got to show you up. Got, She's got to show well, up. I mean, like. <laughs> Ensign Rowe, sorry, Commander Rowe turned up. Yeah. Like, and for a moment, I was thinking, they're going to bring in Kieran Arise. Oh, my God. Kieran Arise is coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieran Arise is coming in. And then it was Rowe. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was even bigger. And, like, it was just, <laughs> oh, oh. And just to have that moment of, like, what's, what's been interesting about this um this series of Picard, um, and actually as Picard as a whole, the whole concept Ooh. of Picard, um, yeah. is obviously the way that he was presented in The Next Generation uh, was a esteemed captain. He was captain of the vessel, and that was it. Like, that was basically yeah. his role. Like, there, there, obviously, there were some, there were episodes that developed his character a wee bit more and stuff like that, but like, ultimately he was known as the best captain in the fleet, blah, 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 this, this is what he was, yeah? Yeah. yeah. This is, like, obviously the, he said this when he announced the show back in 2018, it was going to be a very different Picard that we would see, and it is, but it's not. Obviously, it is still Picard. It's still, he's still got that gravitas of being Captain Picard and stuff like that, but he is very much more personal, and he's, like, the, the conversation between him and Roe was insane, because it was literally everything he wanted to say, but... Like, you didn't know he wanted to say it at the time. Because I've been rehearsing this for 30 years. You will let me say this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was just like, it was just incredible. So it's like, it's, 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 what I'm enjoying is like Picard facing that sort of like, I think one of my favorite, one of the reasons that All Good Things is such a good finale uh, is that ending scene where he walks in to play poker and says, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had the movies where we did see a more personal Picard, a Picard that was more involved with his crew. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now it's like this Picard is the one that sort of, and this is the thing, this is, this is the other thing. He's, I feel like this one, we know he's coming to the end of his life. Yeah. And he's now, like, we're going through the whole him saying his sorries and his regrets to all the people he's affected. And so now, Roe was like, it was like, oh, crap. Like, and the fact, I mean, like, she did amazing things, sacrificing herself um, Mm. in the way that she did. But, like, and, you know, you you go like, oh, he's saying, you know, goodbye because he didn't realize that she's sacrificing herself. But it also does feel a little bit like he's saying goodbye because I don't think he's got long left. Um, and I think yeah. that's clear. Oh yeah. Um, and it's so it's just it's just been absolutely incredible this season. Um, I've just I've enjoyed every single moment of it. Every single moment of it. This yeah no no it's it's as you're saying it's 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 the the last hurrah. It's him saying his goodbyes. It is also it's that lovely element of and 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 yeah lower decks does this but but it's it's showing how everyone outside of the Enterprise D perceived everyone on the Enterprise did. Yes. So, granted, like, Captain Shaw, absolute arsehole, we'll get on, onto that later, um, but 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 he has a point in some of the respects. Oh, God, when, yeah. they're, when, when they're saying, you know, we've saved the universe a few times, and he's like, yeah, uh, the chicken and the egg situation, I, I don't know. Like, he mentioned Baku from Insurrection. He mentions the... the, the um, he's uh, crashing the, 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 the Enterprise. Thing. Crashing the air uh, from, from First Contact. And, no, no, that's and the, Generations. 
Uh, oh yes, sorry, yeah, 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 generations, uh, and also the I know, right, uh, and also the 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 well, the all good things finale where they nearly wiped out the human race mm-hmm. and all of that is, and obviously, sure, like that backstory a couple of weeks ago when he talked about when he was at the Battle of War three five nine and he was one of the lucky ten that got on the pop the pod, <laughs> you do understand where the assholery comes from. Oh, I right. like he he. He's seen some things and blames them. He doesn't regard these people like we do because we see all the heroism, and he he doesn't. He sees he sees the people that were responsible for his friends' deaths. Yep. So <laughs> it's it's fascinating, um, and I'm still watching it, going, "Where the fuck is Moriarty and Law and all of that going to matter?" Well, so one of the things I'm loving into all of this. Absolutely. One of the things I'm loving about this though is the uh, the end credits. By the way. The, let, 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 let's have a shout out for the L cars and credits, right? But I'm finding that there's a lot more L cars in general well, in this show. There is, which is fantastic. But um, this, this is why it feels like a much. It does feel like a proper track series. Um, it, it's. Do you know what? It's very much mirrors TNG. First two seasons of TNG are ropey as hell, and then especially season two when yeah. Pulaski, ugh, right? Yeah. Um, but. This se- but season three of TNG is where I'd always go to people watch that season. That's the season when it finds its feet. Yeah. And this is the same with Picard. First two seasons. First one, yeah, okay, I get you. Second season, <sighs> yeah. get rid of Pulaski. Third season is where it's all happening. Now, let's have a shout out because like they've changed the theme music. They, they, they got rid of like the, uh, the, the Picard theme music they had used for the first two years. The intro. They, they're using the same font for the episode titles at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Now, but what is I'm loving is the end credits, the L cars end credits and the camera going over them. And what I've loved is that they haven't changed those credits episode to episode. It's the same credits. Mm-hmm. But within those credits, within those L cars is everything about the series so far. Right, right. And, okay. I, and I, I haven't really been watching the credits. I do kind of no, stop. no, no, no. You need to because not only is it, it's everything. If you once you watch the end credits, you're like, oh my god, that's happened. We've just watched that happen. And actually, so the actually the end credits actually, I think, actually contains the entire story to come. Well, that was the case in the intro series for um, Discovery. Did that? No, 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 no. Full Picard for the first two seasons. Well, definitely the first season where it was kind of telling you that Picard was being built as a robot. Yeah. That was kind of the intro Yeah, well, no, no, this is insane. Like, we've had, like... So, you know when um, Worf talks about uh, all the contacts that he's had and he's got, and there's this one that they need to get to, and he ends up having to fight Rafi, which was a total fake-out, which... Yeah. love it. Oh, it was brilliant. Also, was brilliant. didn't mention his second heart. Like, all Klingons have redundant organs, just in case. This is true. Yeah, yes, so, this is true. I, I, I thought that was a missed point. Like, I, I genuinely thought, like, uh, you must have forgotten about my redundant organs, or whatever. Anyway, anyway, regardless. But yeah. the whole point is that that his list of um, his contacts list has been in the credits since the beginning, since the, the since the first episode. Because Morn was on the list. Morn's on Brunt the was Brunt's on the list. on the list, and then obviously Shrin uh, is there, um, yeah. and so the so all the characters that you talk about are there. Um, other things that have turned up are um, I think it's the Intrepid as well. Um, there's the. Um, the Fleet Museum has turned up in the Alcars as well, mm-hmm. so, it's, okay. so we're definitely going to see the Fleet Museum at some point, I reckon. Um, now, here's an interesting one. Some music is in there, some bars of music. Okay. okay. Uh, the bars of music 
Uh, the music is Pop Goes the Weasel. Oh, right. So that's got to be Moriarty. No. Pop no. Oh, no. Data. It's data. What the he law. was whistling when the first time that he meets uh, Riker. He couldn't, yeah, he couldn't get the whistle yeah, right. He couldn't yeah, get yeah. the tune right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah. from Lore. Because Laura's in this show, so of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. not data. Trailers spoil too much. Like uh, it would have been much better if there was a surprise. Well, Roe, Roe wasn't. Roe was a yeah, great surprise. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Roe, Roe uh, was a gonna, great surprise. They're going to go to DS Nine. They have to go to DS Nine at this stage. No, of course, it's changelings. Exactly. Like Kira's going to be like Odo. Yeah. You know, there's, 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 there's so much. I like. I wonder if they might recast Odo, which I wouldn't mind. It would be obviously a shame, but I wouldn't mind too much. Because Odo's a shapeshifter, it doesn't matter really what he looks yeah. like. But but they, you you, uh, and also what is that? Is the lady that played the the the, the leader shapeshifter still alive? Mm-hmm. Like is yeah, she still yeah, around? Yeah. That's that's an interesting thing. Like uh, so so, I did think. I mean, there's there's every chance, and it would be quite fun if they did get Pulaski back and had a scene with Crusher and Pulaski. Come on, that would be quite fun. Yes, I know. It, and then I'm, I'm asking for too much because I'm kind of like, give me all the things you've given oh, no, me no. so much. Bring Tasha Yar back, please. Like, find a well, way. No, to- not it would be Sela, wouldn't yeah, it? No, but I still, still, yes, it would be Sela. But I'd still, please bring back Tasha Yar. Some find a way to bring Tasha Yar into it. Also, hollow emitters are now like standard issue. Like, that's an interesting. Well, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't like surprise no, me. No, it doesn't. That he, that it doesn't bring it but back, it's really cool. It. It's really cool. So they got mobile emitters, uh, which is Robert Picardo. Yeah, he could so come back. Let's let's have the doctor, please. Um, yeah. who, I, I just oh yes please just have Doctor and Seven just doing uh, Harry Kim Harry Kim but he's still an ensign <laughs> <laughs> well I read somewhere recently that they were going to have Tom Paris in season one of Picard yeah but he because he, he, he does a lot more directing now uh, producing, so yeah. he was unavailable yeah. Uh, so yeah he wasn't available he was he was busy doing something else but they did ask him if, if to, to do Tom Paris in season one which would have been cool it would have been but no I, I I've, I've really enjoyed uh, this season I think it's it's been brilliant so it's fan service but it has a story to tell with that fan service yeah this, so this, this, this is the Picard I wish we'd had for season one like I wish they, I wish they'd hit us with this but I'm actually also kind of glad that they're doing it now because it's like this is the big send-off because i feel like if they'd done that in season one if they'd done this story in season one i have no idea where they could have gone season two and three um so this this is good this is good now we've just talked about a load about the fan service let's quickly just touch on where we think this story is going like for instance what's going on with jack crusher what's what's happening with the 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 red stuff that's appearing around him all the red like vines and his eyes turning red down (laughs) <laughs> it is a little bit. It is the door, no, the red door much. turning up. Like it's like, come on, no, yeah, 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 that bell, but but yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like next episode is going to be <laughs> running up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I um, I mean Jack Crusher. I mean obviously the the changelings also evolved changelings who can now mimic. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. There was a moment where I did think the LaForge daughter, they'd killed the wrong yeah. one. And I'm like, wait a minute, shouldn't they revert back? But then they showed the organs reverting. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So that is definitely dead changeling. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's very, it's very cool. But I, I don't know where it's going to go. I actually, I actually, I'm actually stumped by this. I'm actually. Yeah. It's, it's what's happening with Jack Crusher is definitely, there's no hint of. Oh, it's this. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely something to do with. Uh, obviously, the changelings want him, 
Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's a faction of the Changelings. Remember, it's not the, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. All, it's not all the Changelings. It's not the Great Link. Yeah, it's, it's a, a faction one, yeah. of them. So I reckon we are going to come across the Great Link at some point. We're going to come across the other Changelings who are going to be like, we denounce this, whatever. Anyway, or yeah, yeah, or yeah. even worse, they go, well, this is what, you know, da, 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 This is they're fighting for our freedom or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It could be something to do with the Prophets. Well, let's put a pin in that until I get to a particular story later on. Okay, we'll put a pin in that. Um, I I just, I want, obviously it's now all coming together and Daystrom Institute is going to be on the cards next. So yes. that, that's been the big thing. Obviously they've got the technology of the, uh, the portal technology, um, which yep. that's now thinking. Which I love portals. as a weapon, by the way. By the way, I just can't wait till they bring the cake in, but that is a lie. Um, so, <laughs> it is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, yeah. Um, very cool weapon, but, so we've got uh, the Daystrom Institute's going to be in next, but then I, I think that's where we're going to get our introduction and introduction to Lore as well. Like, but he's there, at, like held captive. Yeah, at the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, potentially Moriarty as well, um, because I reckon it's an, well. This and this is harking into uh, Lore Dex actually, mm-hmm. the evil AIs. Yes, they're at Daystrom as well. Yes. So the memory that 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 character uh, uh, peanut hamper is being kept with all the other AIs that have gone rogue in in the Daystrom Institute. So I actually reckon that's what we're going to come across Lore and Moriarty. Yeah, no, no, no. I I think that would be a lovely touch because it would be the first crossover crossover in terms of if they or just acno- acknowledgement of sort of lower, lower decks, decks being because yeah. lower decks is canon this is the thing lower decks yeah, is, is canon so it'd be like and it's in the past in this series yeah so it would be very cool to see this little nod that something that was established in lower decks yeah i mean like come on can we go visit miles o'brien's statue is that too much <laughs> to ask i mean I, what if he turns up as well? Oh my god, him, Colmini as well. well yeah, yeah I, I reckon. Oh, I would love it if it was a simple scene of him and Bashir in the pub together playing darts. That was all they have to do. Yeah, just just to have them hanging out with each yeah, other. That's it. That would that would be really cool. And also with um, with Esri Dax and Keiko yeah. just sort of sat like yeah. you know the husbands and the yeah. wives together. And yeah, that would be lovely. Wouldn't that be great? And just a simple scene, simple scene. That's it. Or even it just happens on DS Nine, and that's it. That's all you see of them. That's all you yeah. see of them. Perfect, right? Garrick still in the background, yep. tailoring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a tailor. School's he doesn't need to be anymore. Blown up. Yeah, just perfect <laughs> times. Uh. Actually, no. I'd I'd be. I'd actually kind of like it if they brought Cardassians into it this season because that, that would be a nice surprise. Yeah. And if it was, say, for instance, Garrick, it would be Gul Garrick. Oh. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Cool. So I don't know where it's going, but I'm very excited to see you. It's, it's, it's a show that I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely enjoying right now a hell of a lot. So, no. We're in a new golden era of Star Trek because Picard Season 3, brilliant. Strange New Worlds, brilliant. Lower Decks, brilliant. Mm. So we're, we're <laughs> at a time, yeah. You're leaving Discovery out of this. For the moment, because the last season wasn't my favourite at all, um, and the next season will be the last, so we'll see how they try and stick that landing. Okay. But okay. The, the 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 last three things that I've watched of Star Trek have been wonderful. So I mean, the the other thing is, is who's who's the showrunner for this one again? It's um... oh uh, Simon something, isn't it? Or is it Matt? No, something? no, it's uh, Matalas. Yeah, Matalas. Um, David something. Matalas, so yeah, there's a Matt in there, there we go. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, which Terry Metalas, who worked on DS9, who worked on Voyager, worked on TNG. Like he worked on. He, he, he worked. He, he's worked on Star Trek in the past, and just give him the last season of Discovery. Just give him the last yeah. season of Discovery. Let him lead the ship. Let him lead the ship now. Let him be our Kevin Feige, because he he clearly gets it. He clearly gets it. Right. More than Kurtzman. Kurtzman's yeah. the Feige, but like yeah, just hand hand the yeah. reins over. You know, D, DC have been unafraid to do it and given it to Gunn. Give give yeah. Matt Alas Star Trek because he clearly gets what we want and what what a good star. How to update a Star Trek series to be in keeping with old Trek, but also be suitable for new age of television. So that's 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 my opinion on this Star Trek. I'm loving it. I cannot wait to see where it goes. Um, yeah. Happy. Happy. Shall we talk about the other thing? Let's talk about let's the go, other Let's thing. go to Shall the we... other side. It's, yeah, because it's Star Trek versus Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, Presented by Rick Carranza. Well, yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, this, this, this season of Mandalorian, it, I don't think it's as strong as the first two, um, but they're, they're bringing in some Andor vibes. I, I, what I like about this is my criticism uh, there's a uh, there's a funny tiktok that's been going around about the mandalorian where it's like hey do we uh, you know i'm the mandalorian hey we've um, we've run out of milk <laughs> i want to use your wi-fi well we've run out of milk if you could get us some more milk well you could use our wi-fi where can i get some more milk well those bad guys have milk can you go take yeah, yeah, care yeah. of them okay we'll take them okay i've taken care of them can i use your wi-fi now yes you can where's our milk oh ba- baby yoda's drank it all like that and that's like so like every episode followed that formula literally kind of yeah yeah, yeah. And this season, I think why it's a little bit weirder, as, as you said, you touched on it there, it's like it's got more Andor themes to it, uh, uh, Andor vibes to it. It's not, it doesn't feel as formulaic right now. It doesn't feel like it's doing the same thing that it's done for the previous two seasons. It does it's feel less like episodic. It, it's building to something. That's what's yeah, going it, on. With it, this it feels like it's building a lot more. It feels like it's like, don't get me wrong, there were building vibes in the first two seasons and they did have like yeah, an overarching yeah. story, but you could watch individual episodes disconnected from the story. Um, mm. Whereas this one feels like every episode is serving the larger narrative, um, which is not a bad thing, but it's. It's it's making for a different show. It's very different from the Mandalorian of old. It's well, I have to say the the one thing that it reminds me of, which I got the vibes from in the first season, mm. but but this season really does. It feels like watching someone play a video game. Yes, it's like watching Twitch. It's it's it, it apart from the the most recent episode where we got that big old side story with Doctor Pershing, and can we just acknowledge that his name is. Pen pushing. <laughs> His name is Pen pushing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's get the guy in glasses and call him <laughs> Pen pushing. Um, stupid, stupid. But um, that that whole sequence and it's, it's a brilliant sequence. That whole thing of him being tricked, you know, uh, into into betraying the New Republic, mm. even though he never wanted to betray the New Republic, and. You got the lady who was in the, uh, the the like the earlier seasons, and she was recently in Ant Man and the Wasp, but a very tiny part. But um, like, I, I I like that. But all of the Mandalorian stuff is very video gamey. 
It's, you know, we're going to do this little shootout, then we're going to have a dogfight in the spaceship, and then we're going to go looking for the mythosaur, and then we're going to go do this, and then we're going to go do this. It's it's yeah. watching a game. It's yeah, watching a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting. I, I didn't... This episode, this recent episode was quite good. I quite liked it. I quite like going to different characters and exploring that and see and going back to Coruscant and seeing everything happening there. That was... I love Coruscant. It looks great. Yeah. I also liked the whole thing uh, where she was, Elias was like... You know, what was it like versus the Empire? What was it like under the Empire? What's it like under the New Republic? She's like, it's much the same. Just different people in charge. Like, it's... And it's true. Like, you wouldn't notice on the ground level a lot of big differences. You... It was just... Think about... Think think about the country we live in. (laughs) You know? No, no, it's it's totally right. Especially, like, the New Republic, you don't see them in particularly good lights when they're using that device, which they're like, oh, it's nothing like the Mind Flare. It's still electroshock therapy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still bad. And it's also <laughs> been used now to fry his mind. So, yeah. yeah anyway, so there's a, I did think the previous episode was better. I preferred the previous episode uh, going to Mandalore, uh, going to the Mines of Mandalore. It had Rebels vibes. Yeah, I, I, I did prefer that episode. Um Okay, I'm going to roll back on what I said in the you know, after the first episode where I was like, I think there's going to be a moment of reckoning where he's going to leave this particular um, sect of Mandalorians. And, uh, God, no, it's quite the yeah, opposite. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone quite the opposite. And I don't, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. I don't know. I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that you might be all right. Like, that my, my gut is, is that because Bo-Katan seems to be, she's the new convert and mm. she's the one that's, like, had her core beliefs rocked. Yeah. And the fact that she hadn't taken off her helmet, I think, was a conscious choice. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I haven't actually re- re- removed my helmet. No, I think she chose to keep it on I after do, that. I think so, too. Um, but... There is a thought that I think we're going to build up to in the last episode is that she's going to challenge him for the Darksaber. Mm. Uh, because I think she still feels that she has the the, the, the birthright to, to rule Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, if she's in charge, yep. then she can just say, no one has to wear their helmets. You will not be cast out just for removing your helmets. You are all free. Yeah. And because she would have the dark saber, but whether some like it, it, it might cause problems because you know there's going to be some that will still want to believe that version of things and some that won't. And it's, I think, I think we're leading to if there is going to be a season four, which I think there must be. Yeah, well, I don't the, see them wanting to end this anytime soon. They, they, they've said that they don't have an end point. Yeah, so they'll just keep on going forever. Yeah. yeah. They, so, yeah, John Favreau has actually, in an interview, said uh, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni have said they actually haven't planned it. There's no plan. They're going season by season right now. I mean, I, th- I was starting to think, because now you've got Bo-Katan as part of the crew, and technically, you know, with uh, Grogu being a foundling, <laughs> that, that it would be like aliens, and they're going to start putting an S at the end, and it's the Mandalorians yeah. <laughs> instead of the Mandalorian at this point. Brilliant. That's that's what it is. Like, it's there's multiple. It's you know, it's it, and he's yes, lots of people just call him Mando as the Mandalorian, but that's not its name. Yeah. It's Dinjarin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be like me calling you, hey, human. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, hey, English, get over yeah, here. Hey, Scottish. <laughs> hey, <babe. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not even calling you English though as well. Hey, Eng. <laughs> See, it's just, it's just, yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's, I think it's good. It's building to something interesting, and as I said, yeah, it's got the the the, the Andor vibes. The whole thing with uh, Doctor Pershing is so Andor vibes, mm, mm. like the the monotony of uh, like just busy work. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is good. Office jobs. It's it, it's it's interesting. Again, it's one of these ones where I'm I'm the same as you. I don't think it's as good as previous seasons, but I do think part of that is because it's broken the mold of previous seasons and it's trying to do something yeah. different. I do think it's working on the back of Andor because the success of Andor and I, I, obviously they wrote this around the same time as Andor, but they probably obviously well, not probably they obviously were looking at what's written in Andor and going crap. We need to follow that formula, um, especially after the backlash to bloody Boba Fett. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 look, was it brilliant, Boba Fett? I don't think it was brilliant, but I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I didn't think it was bad at all. I, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed parts of it, um, but overall it was a bit of a mess, and I will acknowledge that, you know? Um, yeah. But the point is, the point I'm trying to get to is, uh, what's the point I'm trying to get to? No, the point, <laughs> the point I'm getting at is, I think, obviously, I think Andor was obviously released first, and they, they would have written it at the same time. But I think they looked at that and went, this is probably what we have to do with Mandalorian. And especially, as I said, the first two seasons are very formulaic. And I think it would actually be worse for them to be doing the exact same thing again. And I think it's actually more interesting than trying something different. It's not as fun to watch, but neither was Andor for the first three episodes. No, God, no, it wasn't, was it? So it'll be interesting to see now that they've done quite a lot of setup now. A lot of setup. It'll be interesting to see where it goes now. Yeah. And hopefully they give uh, Apollo Creed more to do. Carl Weathers deserves more. Hundred percent, he really does. He really does. I love that. I love that he is now the new uh, Lando. <laughs> just, <laughs> yes, he is. He's got a cape. And exactly. Everything. I love that. So let's let, let let's have that more, please, please. Yeah. Let's go back to Navarro. The third black man to be found in the Star Wars yeah. universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shall we? Oh. Yes, let's we, let's get salty. Uh, I have I have sodium for your story. Fantastic, bring it. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news, and it's a sodium story. Right then. Mm-hmm. So we touched upon this earlier, but I wanted to put a pin in it until until it came up. And there's no exclusive colon. This is from our acquaintances at Giant Freaking Robot. And it is Avery Brooks finally returning to Star Trek as Benjamin Sisko. (laughs) He's retired from acting. That's what it says. It says, you know, he's, 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 you know, but it says 24 years after the final episode aired, the actor is ready and willing to return. How do they know? Well, wait, wait, let's get to what, what else it says here. Um, so, yeah, it mentions... Because, yeah, he's like 70 years old now. Mm. He's, he's, he's pretty old. And uh, after Star Trek, he pretty much retired straight away after yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and if you've ever watched the interview, the, 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 the Five Captains where Shatner goes and interviews all of the, the captains. It's just called The Captains. Is it just called The Captains? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
there is at the moment where Shatner is interviewing Avery Brooks, he doesn't seem all there. Well, no, no, no. What I love is that you've got two absolute batshit actors or like people in an interview situation. Like yeah. William Shatner is not all there. Like, no. w- w- William Shatner doesn't know if he's William Shatner or Captain Kirk. Right? There is a little bit of that. Yeah, okay. Yes. He, he, he's, he's that, right? And yeah, Avery Brooks lives in freeform jazz. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just, he's, he's out there. He is proper out there. Fascinating individual, but totally out there. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's watching that interview is, is it's equal parts very interesting and horrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're just watching it going, I should, do I, do, do I need to call help for them? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but, oh, God, yeah. but like, yeah, I think he turned it, he, he retired from acting. He had a very good run as uh, Cisco. Um, no one will deny that he was, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Um, they they talk a lot about uh, this is what I've heard, you know speaking going to conventions and hearing the actors talk about their times on Next Generation DS Nine Voyager you know all these shows even you know original series you know the when you hear about the actors talk about being on the original series TS, uh, TNG Voyager they talk about how much fun it was how yes. they would uh, they were mates that were hanging out and making this cool thing and they were really enjoying themselves. The DS9 actors always talk about how serious it was. And it comes across in DS9, the whole thing. DS9 is very serious um, as a show. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, But it's like, they were like, we are professional actors and we are delivering the, the performances of our lives in like, and we're doing this seriously, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to say, but they didn't have the same chemistry as... Um, the the other shows, and I think like you, you can like Avery Brooks was is a fantastic actor. He was a fantastic mm-hmm. actor before he did DS Nine. He was fantastic, yes. and then coming into DS Nine, he brought a like you know we talk about uh, you know you talk about Picard being a Shakespearean actor coming in to do the captain. Yeah, he was a goofball. Off, off, off camera. He was goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he was, he was fun. And you know, look at the way he, he's always been that way. Whereas Avery Brooks was a very serious actor who took things very, very seriously and was always like, "We're going to be delivering the, you know, the the performance of a lifetime every single time," which was amazing. But that went that obviously trickled down to the rest of the as the rest of the team all thought that way. The rest of the cast all thought that way. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where this is going. But um, <laughs> well, I've I, I, let me get back to this only for the fact that because it turns out there were two versions of this story on the website, and I was I'd clicked on the wrong one. Okay. There was two versions of it because it it seems to be um, from a chat on um, uh, if I'm saying the name right, Kirik Lofton. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so, because he he has said that uh, racial discrimination played a hand in his in Avery Brooks's career and yeah. choice in retirement, yeah. which you know that you know that absolutely tracks. Um, so, this is I think from the podcast, but um, yeah, apparently uh, Avery Brooks has indicated. Oh my 
God, the, you know when adverts appear and ju- jump the website of looking like from what you were looking mm. at and then it just disappears, sorry. Avery Brooks has indicated that he might be willing to come back as Captain Cisco. Uh, various reports have claimed that Paramount is planning some kind of Cisco cameo in one of its new Trek shows. I doubt it's going to be Picard. I, 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 know, I know I mentioned The Prophets, right? Yes. The Wormhole Aliens. It doesn't necessarily have to be Cisco. We know this. Like, the way that The Prophets work, they take forms of whoever you know yeah, um, yeah so i think it would be much it would make i mean like to be fair it would make sense if it was cisco speaking to picard especially after the relationship between shaw and picard um but i don't think that would, i think that'd be too much to have both these two characters do that in this one show you'd be just like you're just repeating the same lines again but uh yeah. it's the yeah i i still think the prophets could be coming I, potentially could be the prophets that have, t- have touched Jack Crusher and given him a sorry just to go hark back onto Picard just this popped into my head yeah, yeah no but that yeah because look at the way that he took out those changelings he didn't know they were changelings but he had the he was given the strength to take them out yeah and also like premonitions of the future like, right again that, so yeah he's been touched by the prophets to help take out the uh, changelings also that's why the changelings are scared of him the voice talking to him. Yeah, there you go. There we go. The voice talking to him is Gates McFadden's voice. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that... Which the pro- is very prophet the, the prophets would take form of... Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think if the prophets do return and If it is the prophets that are returning in uh, this season of Picard, it's not going to be Avery Brooks. Could Avery Brooks come into Strange Worlds? This is the thing. The prophets travel through time. Time doesn't exist for them. However, we know that it's, it's an interesting one. The prophets don't exist in in, in time as we know it. They, 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 to, 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 to go from Doctor Who, uh, their time exists as sort of a timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey sort of thing. And um, it's... So they could appear in Strange New Worlds. We don't know. Um, they could appear in the future, though. More likely they'd appear in, he'd appear in Discovery if it was going to happen be easier for him to just do a voice for lower decks 100 percent. you know it's yeah <laughs> yeah and, and and that way as well because in some ways if he comes out of the wormhole shouldn't he look exactly the same as he did in deep space nine just a little bit just yeah just a little bit but yeah. so so in terms of like the way the profits work time isn't linear blah 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 uh, although you know the de-aging that they did on john delancey maybe the, 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 the de-aging they did on John Lance was definitely a lot better than on Data. Yeah, it was. A oh, <laughs> hundred times, yes. I mean, how chubby were his cheeks? But <laughs> also not um, not on uh, uh, Riker, as we noted a few weeks back. So. <laughs> so, that uncanny yeah. valley. But anyway, yeah. What, so yeah, Avery Brooks could return. Uh, yeah, Kirik Lofton has also said... Um, it says, during a panel discussion on Orville Nation, Lofton said that in spite of rumours, Avery Brooks... Um, uh, Oh, no, yes. So, Kirill Lofton has, like, planted a seed, but also said the other thing as well to say that there's doubt. No. He's put, he's put the salt in there. Because he said, in spite of rumours that Avery Brooks would return to Star Trek in some capacity, there was something bigger in there in which he is kind of being discriminated against. Right, okay, okay. Well, I, I, I really doubt that the people... Maybe it's the, the big wigs at Paramount, but I doubt the people that are running Trek now would be doing any kind of discrimination in that respect whatsoever. 
yeah. I, looking looking at the casting of the most recent seasons and the way seasons have gone, and you know, I would, I, I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. I would say, I'll, I'll yeah, just say it that mean, way. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe you know. I'm being naive. Yeah, I would hope so. Okay, cool. What a story. <laughs> A non-story. Totally. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. In terms of salt ratings, that was like table salt. Yeah. That was... That's, okay. <laughs> if, 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 if anyone is listening to this podcast with an open wound, I bet it hurts like hell. Do, right? we, do, we, do we now have to do, like, salt ratings? On this? Do we go like, that was a rock salt uh, story. <laughs> yeah, so like the flaky salt. That was a sea Himalayan salt, sea pink salt. salt. Yeah, yeah. That was, kosher salt. That was... Oh, in fact, actually, no, worse. That was the smelling salts of stories. <laughs> like, it wasn't even a proper salt. Like, <laughs> just... How's it taken us three years to make that joke? Oh, God. Oh, my God. There we go. We're now going to have to do the salt ratings. Tell us if you want us to do salt ratings. <laughs> Please don't. I don't want more work. I do. Uh, okay. Well, talking about work, shall we do the thing that we actually do this podcast for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a fantastic five, people. When your brain is in a twist, because you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. Because let's face it, like this is this, this, this is the part of the podcast where we probably have the most fun. Like we talk about the uh, the geeky stuff, but this is where we actually have the most fun. Even though it's getting challenging, like it's it's, it's, it's getting really hard. Was hard to come it's up with getting one this harder and harder to come up with fantastic fives. I am I'm starting to get to the stage where like should we revisit some of our fantastic fives? Maybe. Yeah. And uh, but the thing that the thing that's difficult is what we what we like to do. We like to try and make the Fantastic Five somewhat relevant to whatever we're watching. Mm. So I do try and look to the shows for some sort of inspiration. Like, what is there that is in every single thing that we watch, but we've never really analysed in that particular way yeah. and compared this, whether it's a trope, a character, or, you know, something. This week... So there's a character in Picard. There's a character in Picard called Captain Shaw. Now, did, what, did, what, what you can say? Did you see the interview where he said he'd be interested in doing a series? As Cap- he'd, like, he'd be interested to continue Captain Shaw. Oh, best of fucking luck, mate. Like, Jesus Christ. That is like, his demeanour as captain is the absolute opposite of what Gene Roddenberry wanted. Yeah, I know, like, I know. Absolutely However, not. I kind of want it. <laughs> I mean, look, the guy is very good. The guy is very good at playing, and this is leads us back to the Fantastic Five. He is an absolute arsehole. Yeah, yeah. He's a massive prick, mm. um, and he's not a good captain. No, no, he's, he's not. He's not a he's good not. captain. I think that he's related to the captain of the Enterprise B. Yeah, because like that sort of, he's got that kind of inadequacy. Especially, you can hear him saying. Those aren't installed until Tuesday. You can hear him say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are we doing then? We're doing arseholes. So we're doing arseholes because here's the thing with Captain Shaw, though. He's an absolute arsehole, but he's not a villain. He's not a bad guy. Yep, 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 yep. Sometimes there are arseholes who are on your side, but they're arseholes. That's the thing. So we have ranked characters that are arseholes, but they're not villains. They just happen to be pricks. Yep, let's do it. 
So who, who wants to go first? Shall I go first? You go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, go okay. First. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start off um, um, in the world of Futurama. <laughs> you think you know exactly where this is going straight away. Straight there, there, away, there is 100%. just one giant arsehole that we all know and kind of love. It genuinely has some of my favorite exchanges and moments in the show because he's an arsehole. He's a narcissist. He's terrible. It's Zap Brannigan, people. Zap Brannigan is a total arsehole. He's not a bad guy. He's just a ca- no. he's just a coward of a man. And it's like, he's, he's William Shatner. He's William Shatner. <laughs> this entire list, by the way, is just different William Shatners. No, um... No, it's not. It's not. Uh, it is Zach Brannigan. I, first of all, some of my favorite, like the man who made everyone wear velour uniforms uh, that were basically yeah. miniskirts. The man who's willing to send wave after wave of my own men <laughs> to their own death. The man who at the drop of a hat, and I covered this in the last podcast, at the drop of a hat will give up the president of Earth to save himself, right? He is literally an arsehole. He is the worst person that, to exist um, in the Futurama universe, but kind of love him. Oh, look, he's got some of the best lines. He's got so many good lines. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Come, like, come, come on, Kiv. Teenagers all smoke and they all seem pretty much <laughs> on the ball. <laughs> that new recruit edged out my best time by one second. And five minutes. <laughs> and three hours. In four days, I plan to finish one day, Kif. <laughs> Kif, have the boy fetch my towel. Yeah, it's just like, come to the amusing, come to the uh, observation deck with me, Kif. I have some musing to do. <laughs> just, it's just so. It's just like the boy, sir. You, Kif, you're the boy. <laughs> you fetch my towel. <laughs> so good. So there you go. That's my number five. Is Zap Brannigan? There you go. I love What's it. What's yours? I love it. Um, mine. You'd probably think this should be higher. Um, and uh, it is he is he is from Scrubs, ah. uh, and it is Doctor Cox, because ah. uh, he is he is an absolute arsehole. I mean, look, there's actually a lot of characters from Scrubs who I could just go, yeah, even JD yep. is an arsehole. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he's yeah. the lead. Like, yeah, he's an arsehole. JD is yeah. is, is yeah. an arsehole. Yeah. Uh, but Doctor Cox, he does cross a line sometimes. Yes, he does. Um, and even if he is trying to either prove a point where he is correct. But he does go about it the wrong way. Oh, every and, time. Every and, single time. And the, the thing with him is, though, his redeeming thing is he knows that he's an arsehole. And he doesn't always mean to be. He just does it and then is like, fuck, why have I done that? Like, mm-hmm. he, there's, there's, there's an episode where JD's father died um, and he just ribs JD and ribs him and ribs him and then, like, starts clapping because... It, and then... Um, the janitor joins in with him and he and he's and he's just like what are we clapping for he's like his dad just died and he's just there like why the fuck am i like this <laughs> like why am i like this yeah. so that's that's i mean i'd probably put him higher if he wasn't aware of how big an asshole he was yeah um and and not just to jd to everyone yes like to everyone yeah, literally jordan <laughs> like, yeah his own wife who is also an asshole back to him yeah though. that's why they're a very good couple um, but but for for no reason he will just lay into people that he's just met. Yeah. Even if they're like trying. To, even like even the, if he's being a consultant at an office, uh, trying to. Yeah. <laughs> I understood that reference. But yeah, yeah. But you know, to, to to sometimes patients, to patients' families, yeah. Yeah. like he just yep. can't help it. Yeah. It's just a default function. So yeah, Doctor Cox, he's an asshole. Yeah, good one. Um, I'm going to stick with the Scrubs theme. 
for my number oh, okay. four. Uh, because I'm going to go with someone who knows they're an arsehole, is deliberately an arsehole, but actually is an arsehole for a reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're talking the next one up. Yeah, we? we're talking Dr. Kelso. Yeah, because there we go. It's, it, he's an interesting one because obviously the first episode he comes across as the nice lovable doctor who's in charge of the off, uh, the whole hospital um, yeah. and it turns out at the end he actually is an arsehole and everyone thinks he's going to be the bad guy for the entire show he's not a bad he's not the bad guy he is yeah. he is it's, it's interesting because like one of the things about Scrubs I, I, I really liked uh, about that show is how much it really tells you how terrible the American healthcare situation is Totally, and Doctor Kelso is that he's he's the representation of how bad it is um, because he has to be the man who goes and says we have to do everything according to budget, we have to charge these people, we have to cut money here. I have to be an arsehole because mm-hmm. I am paid to be an arsehole. Yeah, and he has no choice but to be an arsehole, and obviously he revels in it at times. But there are times as well, you know. He, the, he, like when he's training up Dr. Cox to essentially work with him and be his re- almost his replacement, he's like, yeah. you, you, you don't understand the levels of arsehole I have to be. I, I want yeah. to care. I want to be, I was a good doctor. I want to be a good doctor. I want to do it this way. But because of the way our system is set up, I have to be an arsehole. Yeah. And it's like, it's some of, the, some of the later episodes where they really dive into that with Dr. Kelso are some of the best. And especially, yeah, it's like the, the one where he has to take the, when he sets foot, foot outside the hospital and he starts whistling. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's phenomenal stuff. And also, as I say, some of the best analysis of the American healthcare system that you'll ever see is in Scrubs, and it's because of the way that Doctor Kelso is. So yeah, that's uh, that's my number four. He's brilliant. Well, yeah. Wow, that was our that was our scrub section there. Yeah, scrubs is done. Scrubs is done. Scrubs, except scrubs except is for done. my next one, which is uh, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an arsehole. He's just a confident man. <laughs> yeah, he's just a confident and complicated. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, right. What am I doing? My number four. Yes. Deadpool. Yeah, that tracks. He's, he's, he's an arsehole. Yeah. Again, he's a bit of a lovable arsehole. Kind of knows that he is. He always says the wrong thing. Makes inappropriate jokes the whole time. Mm. Doesn't get things that he should be getting until the last minute. Granted, he, he does get there in the end, but it takes him a while because there's too much arsehole in the yeah. way. God, we're using that word a lot. We in this are, section. we are, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's the thing we, with Deadpool. We are earning our explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um, but yeah, he he does shitty things um, to to good people, uh, apart from his girlfriend. But even then, like you know, he he ran out on her when he shouldn't have, mm. um, and he he lets people down. Yeah. Uh, and 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 like as as well, like even though he was right in Deadpool two to start killing all of those people because. That they were torturing children. Yep. Um, but he could have gone about it the right way, and uh, not got the X Men in trouble because that's pretty much what he was doing. Yeah. And then gets himself arrested. Exactly. And all of, that he makes bad choices for right reasons, but bad choices. Um, but 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 he he needs to tone down his assholery. Definitely agreed. Good show. So there we go. Good so yeah, Deadpool. Good. There we yep. go. Your number three, please. Uh, my uh, number three is uh, where we're going to go into the world of community. Um, love that show. Love that show. And I literally could put every single character there. Every single character yeah. is is an arsehole. Even our beloved Troy and Abed are arseholes. They are selfish, right? 
But it's we, we're going right to the top here, people. We're going for the number one arsehole, the one who started off as Jeff Winger. But Jeff Winger is an arsehole, right? The reason he's the reason he brings all of this group together, this study group together, is to hit on Britta. That's the only reason that they exist as a study group, and he is consistently the worst person in the group. <laughs> like he says the worst things. He's horrible. He it's like he, he, it feels like sometimes he's trapped. He, he feels like he's trapped by the group. Now, obviously, it's not that way. As it, as the show develops, he you know they all have affection for each other and they are a friendship and stuff like that. But he's an arsehole. He, 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 every, he, he's always on his phone. He's always planning things that are outside of the group. Um, he's always putting down Pierce, putting down, he puts down every single person in the group on a consistent level, on a consistent basis. He, and then one of the greatest episodes of all time, remedial chaos theory, where he rolls the dice uh, to see who will go pick up the pizza. And we see the different outcomes of that roll of the dice he had played it in a way that he would never have to go pick the pizza because uh, he, there were seven people in the room and he devised a way that he would never have to go pick up the pizza. And that's why we have the story. Uh, he's an arsehole. So there you go. John McHale does play a lot of arsehole yeah, characters. He does, he? but this is his best one. I genuinely think this is his <laughs> best one. I love Community so much. Those those, those are three perfect seasons. <laughs> And then, and then the fifth. <laughs> what is your? Uh, what's yours? What's your next one? What's your number? Three? My number three um, is a character that's. I, I will submit he's not always an arsehole, but when you think about his most iconic moments, Mbaku is is an absolute arsehole. I love it, I especially love it. in the first Black Panther. He's he's oh, he's a really big prick 100%. in the first one. He's better in the second. He still has his moments in the second, but in the first Black Panther especially, he is just, he, yeah, he's, he's contesting the throne, hates the basic Wakandan government, uh, even though they are trying to do good, but he, he just wants to live in his cave, and that's, that's all he wants to do, and he will look down his nose at anyone who lives outside of that cave. Yeah, and you totally um, love him for it. <laughs> yeah, because he is also, he's, it's funny. he's just got... He's funny and got good timing. Yeah, he's great. Uh, when, when he when he threatens to, that they were going to like he was going to feed Martin Freeman to his children. Yeah. It's like just kidding. We're vegetarians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's, but he, he knows the like what the stakes are at that point. Yep. But he's still being a prick. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. Still, he's still teasing them. Oh, and, such even a good to the chill. point. Even to the point where he's like, uh, you, you do realise he's not dead. Like, we've got him in some snow out there. It's okay. It's like, you could have told us that earlier. Yeah, but, you know. That was brilliant. <laughs> like, he's a prick. He's, it's such a good shout, though. Such a good shout. Yeah, thank you. Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, that's that's my number three. I so, like what's it. your number two? Uh, my number two, we're going back into the world of Star Trek. Um, and uh, we. this was one of our clips. Uh, we clipped this. Um, and the, my, my arsehole in Star Trek is not Shaw. Um, he wasn't the first. I'm going to go. We're going all the way back to the original series. Okay. It's Bones. <laughs> he was nearly on my list. Dr. McCoy is an arsehole. Yeah. He's a racist. He's racist. <laughs> yes. he's, he's, he's literally terrible. He's, he says God. such bad things to Spock. He's horrible to Spock. It's he's so got a racist. terrible bedside manner. Like he's, he's actually he slapped a pregnant yeah. woman. He is an arsehole of a doctor, an arsehole of a doctor, an arsehole of a human. 
but I love him to pieces. He's still my favourite Star Trek Doctor. Yeah. Because he's a, he's a brilliant Doctor. He is a brilliant Doctor. And he's an arsehole because he's, he knows how brilliant a Doctor he is, right? That's, that's why he's an arsehole, because he knows how brilliant he is. He's, yeah. he's an arsehole to uh, Spock because he's... He rep- Spock represents the exact opposite of McCoy. McCoy is emotions out there, like really yeah. on his heart, heart on his sleeve. I'm all this, everyone. Whereas Spock is cold and logical, and it's like the opposites attract thing. That that that's that's what they are, right? The odd couple, right? And then he's even an arsehole to Jim. He's an arsehole to Kirk. Yeah, yeah. like. He's an arsehole to Kirk, but only because he's like his best friend and he loves him to pieces and he's willing to call him out. Like he is an arsehole, but he's an arsehole for all the right reasons, except for the racism. And, and, and the hitting of pregnant women. And the hitting of pregnant women. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Shouldn't, shouldn't do that. Don't do that, people. Don't don't, 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 don't ever hit pregnant women. Okay. Also, not just for being an arsehole. They will hit you back, and it will hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Don't. I'm not saying that from experience. <laughs> Just assumption. Yep. But there you go. That's my. That's my number two. Is uh, is Kirk? Uh, Kirk is bones. It's bones. It should be Kirk. Very good. <laughs> it is. Anyway. But yeah. Good choice. Good what's choice. your number? Good choice. What's your number two? Uh, Sterling Archer. Yes. Sterling yes, Archer. Yes. Just. That's all you have to say. <laughs> that's the, yeah. If you've never Done. watched Archer, Sterling Archer is... He's, he's, I mean, he's hes James Bond, but a, a frat boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, James Bond is a bit of an arsehole as well, really. But um, James was a total arsehole. But, uh, but yeah, Sterling Archer is actually that dialed up a few notches more because, again, he's a, he's a womanizer, a drug addict, an alcoholic. Um, a mummy's boy. A, a problematic mummy's boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he is just... He's just kind of the worst human, but he somehow manages to make it work for him. Yeah. And again, in the show Archer, there are a lot of characters that you could say are arseholes, like you Pam. know, even the mum, the Pam, but all of them, like uh, Carol, like they're they're all they're all bad. Yep. They're yeah. all bad. Like um, Figgis, terrible. Yep. Like they're they're all bad. But but Sterling Archer is the arsehole in chief. Well, he's the arsehole in chief because he's the one that brought the arsehole out of everyone yes, else. Yes, yes, 100%. That's, that's the thing, because they weren't all really like that to start with, and they all started liking him and sort of respecting him more, and then his persona rubbed off on them. And there in fact, it, they bring that up because he's in a coma for like three seasons, um, and they when it gets back to the reality, um, they're all much better people without him. Yep. And he brings out the worst in people. So that's the, that's the, he's a different kind of arsehole because he makes you a worse person. Yeah, there you go. Good shout. Oh, it's such a good shout. Such, yeah. again, so quotable as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Everyone always goes for the ants quote, but that's, that's season one and it never said again. <laughs> well, it's the same as Danger Zone as well. Like, it's like, that's the first yes. couple of seasons and then, like, they, they never do that again. Uh, but I love Phrasings it. all the time. Fra- and I like phrasing. Yeah, phrasing's a good yeah. And especially with space phrasing. <laughs> space I phrasing. love it so much. I love it. Anyway, Archer's great. So, your big finale, what's your number one? I'm not going to do a fanfare for this. I'm not going to do a big explanation. It's Tony Stark. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Tony Stark's an arsehole. He is. He's, 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 he's an alcoholic. He's he's yeah. he's a womanizer. 
in his yeah. early days. I mean, I know we, I know, yeah. I know. And we're going to go for, definitely actually Robert Downey Jr. We'll still go to Robert, Robert Downey Jr.'s um, Iron Man, uh, Tony, not Iron Man, Tony Stark. Um, yeah. Because we could go into the comics, but it's so much worse. <laughs> It's, it is. It's much, it's much, much worse. Much worse. Um, yeah. But so we'll stick with um, we'll stick with MCU. Uh, Tony Stark. Let's talk about the womanizing in in, in Iron Man uh, for a start. Uh, then we'll talk on about the alcoholism that exists all the way through uh, all the movies. Uh, we'll talk about the fact that he doesn't like he 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 cares about Pepper, but constantly just yeah, just not quite doing it right he thinks he belittles her. he thinks of himself first and everything that he does though it comes out in the right uh, although it might have the right conclusion like the, it's done for the best it, it's, it's turned out in the best way it is for him it's all about him even like i'm gonna throw this out here civil war mm. it's all about him yeah. And I know, I know he was done wrong by Bucky. Like, and, and, and I say that, and I say that in the lightest way possible. I know Bucky murdered his parents, and he wanted that moment of revenge. But hey, he's a superhero now. He knows that he is better than what there is, right? B, he knows that people have been under the influence of evil AIs, this, that, the next thing. And it is beyond, you know, he was, you know, it's a conditioning. I don't care. You killed my mum, right? It's all about him and his hurt and his pain at that moment in time. And, and this is, this is the weirdest argument I've had for, uh, against Captain, against, in Civil War, against Team Iron Man. Um, but it is all about him. And like he forms, the, the Sokovia Accords are all about his guilt. They're not about the actual consequences of what's happened. They're yeah. about his guilt. He thinks so inwardly a lot of the times and he is an arsehole to a lot of the people around him. He belittles people who are bigger than, like calling uh, Thor point break nearly constantly, right? Taking the piss out of uh, Nick Fury for being blind in one eye. Yeah. He's, he is an arsehole. He is. No, no, no. He, he, well, calling Hawkeye Legolas, but also there's the, the, the hypocrisy of he's fine with Hawkeye, who was brainwashed and killed a bunch of people. There we go. He's fine working with Hawkeye, but, you know, because Bucky affected him personally. It, and it's it, all it, about it, him. Yeah. It's always yeah. all about him. And so, yeah, that, that, that is, that is my number one R. So I love Tony Stark. I love Iron Man and he is the linchpin of the MCU. And it's very telling that the, um, you know, with, with, with the, the death of Captain America and Iron Man, the MCU is not as good as it used to be. Um, and it's big, and it isn't, it isn't as good as it used to be. And it is because we don't have the arsehole of Tony. And this is why the MCU was so good in those early days, especially the, the Avengers movies is because you had the arsehole of Tony Stark and the good boy of, um, Steve Rogers and they worked well together. Yeah. They balanced each other. yeah, well, it's like the 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 far right and the far left meeting in the middle. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I I he's one wears red, one wears blue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he is he is an arsehole. He's my number one arsehole. Very good. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's 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 not many uh, arseholes that you would come to love and respect like Tony Stark. Exactly. Exactly. Unless. <laughs> Go for it. Unless we talk about my number one. Which is? 
your favourite scruffy-looking nerf herder, Han Solo. Do you know how close he was to making my list? Because <laughs> he was. He yeah. was an absolute yeah. arsehole. Yep. Again, selfish, only in it for himself, only wanting to make a bit of money. He didn't care about the rebellion. Nope. He didn't care about the Death Star. Nope. He didn't care about the Jedi and nope. the Sith nope. and the Republic nope. and the Empire. He just wanted to make some money and get on with his life. Carry that on through all the movies as well. He, he didn't. He was. Yeah. He was only sticking around until he got paid. Yeah, uh, it was only. It was probably Chewie that talked him into coming back at Yavin. Yeah, yeah. It probably wasn't his choice. It was Chewie that probably bent his ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and and again, he just wanted to fuck off like uh in, in the beginning of empire like he only sort of took the princess because it was just sort of a last resort yep. he wanted to get out there long before that yeah 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 uh and uh, even into the sequels like he was a bit of an asshole in force awakens as well like <laughs> him lying to the two factions you know the kanja club and all of that genuinely the worst experience i've had sitting in a cinema was that moment where those two factions turned up because I was sitting there like, I'm Scottish Filipino. Yeah. Okay. I'm Scottish Filipino and I'm sitting there, right? That moment comes up and the first, the first faction walks in and I'm like, and they get like the weediest Scottish guy possible. Like really Scottish and look, yeah. and looks like he's been, t- and, sure. and it looks like he's taken a bunch of heroin. Like, I'm just like, you, yeah. why have you gone so stereotyped on the Scots guy? It cannot get any worse than this point. And then walks in Kanja club and it's like, Oh great. Here's the stereotypical Asians as well. Thank you very much. Star Wars. <laughs> Both sides of me represented in stereotypes. They saw your Edinburgh show. Mate, they, they destroyed me. <laughs> they, saw, they saw Star Trek versus Star Wars and went, now we know how to fuck him up. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But yeah, Han Solo is, he, he, especially if you also include Solo, a Star mm. Wars story. Oh, he's an arsehole in Solo. He's an arsehole in that. Like, what he does to, to the Millennium Falcon mm. and uh, and the first time where, uh, where, where Lando says, I hate you, and he goes, I know. And it's sort of the beginning of, of that kind of response where he's just like, I know you hate me i know you love me i know he's like i know i know what i am like he but the the awful thing is is that the asshole part of him is an act yeah yeah he's actually a really nice guy he, yeah but he he does know right from wrong and knows that at the end of the day he is going to do the right thing but he wants to be an mm-hmm. arsehole. And of course, mm-hmm. that does make him one. He wants to be a scoundrel. He wants to be an outlaw. He wants to be a smuggler. He wants to be a gangster. He wants to be all of those things. But deep down, he's not. So he overcompensates. That's why Solo was actually very good. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, 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 I've really warmed to that film since uh, since it came no, out. No, no, no. I, I know you have. We've spoken about it on, on many occasions. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's another reason why Solo is very good because you actually see him as the scared kid that he actually is. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's like he doesn't he doesn't uh, join the rebels, but he does help them. Yeah. Um, but 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 uh, uh, still though, he's 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 a he's not a bad dude, but he's just a prick. Yeah, he is. He's just a prick. You wouldn't want to hang out with him. Out of all the characters in Star Wars, you wouldn't want to hang out with Han Solo. Yeah, you get annoyed of him. Yeah. Love it. So so there it is. That's that's the Fantastic Five. Good Fantastic Five. It was. That was fun.
When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time All the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five I enjoyed that It's so strange to have to rank Arseholes like, but 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 also like uh, like bad people. Yeah. Like, because 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 there is an element of, do I make the worst one number one or the nicest well, guy number one? What's the way to do? This? It's it's funny having to rank. Uh, not bad. Bad guys easy to rank. Bad people yeah. harder. So yeah. Oh well. Especially bad people who are on the good side. Yeah. You know? Yeah definitely made it difficult no, that's good man that's good that but if you've uh, if you've made it to the end of the, po- the podcast this is it this is the end of the podcast it's the end it, it is, is the end thank you so much for listening folks I hope you've enjoyed it I hope you've enjoyed it if you are a returning listener if you've heard the podcast before thank you Thank you again for listening. We appreciate you. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. Congratulations for making it to the end. Congratulations! You win a number of arseholes. Um, I don't know where that came from. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to to make sure you get the latest episodes when they are released. If you have really enjoyed this episode as well, what we do ask is one big favour, is head over to Apple uh, Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. That would be very lovely. The more the more reviews we get on each of our individual episodes, the more we'll be visible to people, the more listeners we will have. And that would just be swell. Uh, if You could also tell people in real life about the podcast. So if you know any friends, family members, pets, or enemies, or arseholes, uh, tell them about the podcast as well, and they can listen to it. Um, you can also share the podcast online. You can find us online. Where can they find us, uh, Matt? Um, before I list that off, the, the, the prize of a collection of arseholes, that's not real, is it? Because I don't want to have to Google that. <laughs> I don't want to have to Google where I'm going to source it. Ooh. I, I, Ooh, would it just like a, a bag of art? <laughs> oh, is it those chocolate ones? Because you can get the chocolate yeah, moulds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, there. God. Anyway, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, hit retweet if you see a tweet. Uh, hit share if you see a, a Facebook post. Hit like if you see an Instagram post. Um, both me and Rick stream regularly on Twitch. Come say hello to us there if you'd like to have a little conversation while we play games or just chat nonsense on there. Um, another way you can help us out and this really does help us out immensely is you can support us on Patreon you know if you could just like donate a little bit um, you get access to the podcast a little early on Patreon and uh, yeah it just it just helps us out because like we would we would like to you know make this podcast as good as we can do and uh, unfortunately one of the ways that we can improve it is with money so uh, it would be immensely helpful to us and will help us uh, pay our rent as well so thank you thank you so much thank you thank you we'll be back uh we'll be back next week uh no i've got my gig next week we'll, <laughs> be, the comedy club. we'll be back in a couple of weeks folks uh see you later see you soon. Bye. bye